What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Cover Six Flex. And today we're gonna we're gonna go into the NFL draft was last night, and I gotta tell you guys got me fired up here. I'm telling you, like. And I'm just gonna talk about a few of the picks. Um, obviously, I'll probably when I when I stop, I'll, I'll probably go down the line. But obviously, Trevor Lawrence, easy can't miss pick um, was by far the best receiver in this class. I know that there's other guys who have more flash plays, but Trevor Lawrence is probably the only one, in my opinion, who has not only the requisite experience of three years starting. But he has the national championship on his resume. He was a big reason that his team won his games. Um, I, I this was a no-brainer pick for Jacksonville. You know, a, a team who just hasn't had good quarterback play for a long, long time here. Uh, really, since David Garrard retired. So no, no-brainer. Can't miss pick. They also selected uh, his running mate in college, Travis Etienne, and. I know a lot of people are scratching their heads and saying, oh, they should have did this, they should have did that. Look, at the end of the day, one of the things that the Jaguars have got to be able to have is they need more playmakers all over the board. Because Trevor Lawrence, he's, first of all, incredibly accurate, right? Incredibly accurate, can make every single throw process as well. He definitely has some weaknesses, don't get me wrong. Um, every prospect does, but getting a guy that he's comfortable with, I think that's, that's, why not do that? You know, maybe, yeah, maybe you took him a little high, but at the same time, the guy's a home run back, so I like the pick. Uh, for the Jets, Jacksonville, I'm sorry, for the Jets, they took, uh, took Zach Wilson, and Zach Wilson, um, to me, if somebody said, who's the quarterback that's most likely to be a bust, it'd be him in my opinion. Um, and the reason I say that is because I, in my opinion, I didn't want my team to take him. Here's what I got from him. I got one bad year. I got one good year, right? You know, one really great year. But when you look at his tape, this is what I see. A little bit inconsistent. And then I see a schedule that was softer than a Charmin toilet paper piece. I mean, they didn't play anybody and this is I know a lot of people think you know well what does that mean you know I mean they, they you know it's a it's a soft schedule doesn't mean anything well this is the thing you're going from a team that has a soft toilet paper schedule and you got weapons around you to a team that basically the Jets are the exact opposite of that right the majority of people in their division is better than them. The majority of people that they'll play, they probably won't be favored against, right? You're talking about the NFL. It's the ultimate competition, right? You're talking about a team that's still rebuilding its offensive line. You're talking about a team that doesn't have that many weapons. This is why I didn't necessarily think if you go to the Jets, you don't have as favorable a situation as other places, right 
Now, with that said, hey, listen, I want him to work out. I want the Jets to win. It's It would be good for football if they did. But from what I've seen from the Jets, they just ruined Sam Darnold, right? And, yeah, it's not all on, on, on the Jets, but it's it's certainly not all on Sam Darnold. It reminds me a lot of Alex Smith and Aaron Rodgers. Look, if you get put in a bad situation, chances are you're not going to succeed. And he's in a bad situation. I mean, that's just that's that's just facts. You know, I'm not trying to put anybody's hopes down if they're a Jets fan. I just think that they have a lot more work to do um, besides what they've already done. And drafting a quarterback, you could say it's a need. But to me, if the team around you isn't good, then how much of a need is it, right? You know, and, and that that's what I don't like about GMs, right? They're, they're not consistent enough, in my opinion. You know, Mel Kiper said it on the drive. I would have stuck with Sam Darnold. I would have, too. You're going to take this kid, beat him up, not give him a line, not give him weapons, right? And then say, oh, well, you know what? It's your fault. We're shipping you to Carolina. Come on, man. <laughs> you know? And then, and they're kind of going around on this round tree all over again because they just did this. Now you're going to take another quarterback high. Yeah, he's young, but he's also really green, really raw. I don't think he's ready to start. Now, he could prove me wrong, right? He could. And that'd be great for Jets fans. But you're already looking up at every other team in your division. The Dolphins are better. The Bills are clearly better. The Patriots are better, right? So I, to me, a little bit of a question mark of if he's going to succeed. But we'll see. We'll see. That's why they play the games. You know, I'm open to 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 being wrong on this. You know, that that's fine. I mean, if that's the way it happens, that's the way it happens, you know. Good on him if he's able to, to succeed in probably, arguably, the toughest place to play in the NFL. Um, the 49ers took Trey Lance. I, I told you guys I thought that he would. We're gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna delve into that a little bit, a little bit after I start dissecting the draft. But Kyle Pitts to, to Atlanta. This is who I really wanted the Niners to draft. <laughs> like, I think he's a, I just think he's a rare offensive weapon. Now you got him and Julio, matchup problems, matchup nightmares, but you also have um, and the other wide receiver for some reason his name escapes me, and that's bad. Shame on me. Um, because I had uh, Calvin really, I, I had him on my fantasy team. Come on now. Um, but yeah, they're they're gonna they're gonna cause all kind of problems for a lot of defenses. You know, you got now two two tight ends. Matt Ryan should really really have a field day. He really should have. Uh, uh, an opportunity to, to, to really make people pay. Uh, two tight ends. <sighs> Excuse me, two tight ends and two legitimate wide receivers. I mean, it doesn't get better than that, right? So, hey, good on the Falcons. Um, a little bit shocked with Cincinnati's pick taking Jamar Chase. Um, I have to admit, I, I will delve into the tape on him. I know that he's a little bit of a bruiser, a little bit like Des Bryant, in my opinion. But I have to actually watch more tape before I can make a consensus on on what he is or isn't. Um, but initially, I mean, I I I get it. Um, but I I you you got to protect this guy, man. Like freaking four offensive tackles went in the first round, and the Bengals didn't take one. Like I, I, I don't know, man. I, I, I guess I'm in the minority, right? In terms of a little bit of old school thinking, 
but before you you take a court, I mean, you got to protect this guy. I mean, that's all nice that, that you may wind up getting a guy who, um, you know, it, it has a lot of talent, but you can't just keep taking these quarterbacks, these bad organizations, and you can't protect him. So now if Joe Burrow gets hit hurt this year because they couldn't protect him, what, what is the story going to be? You know what I'm saying? I mean, I mean, let's be honest. I, I think the Bengals already have enough weapons, right? I mean, you, you're talking about you have um, Tyler Boyd. You have um, I can't even think of what the other guy's name is. Um, you still got the the running back. I can't think of his name either. I'm, I'm guys. It's early in the morning. I'm sorry. It's like three something. In the there's my wake-up alarm that tells you that I, I was, bro, I was fired up, bro. I woke up, I was, whoo, I was fired up. <laughs> anyway, um, I think they already had enough offensively. Now, I'm not telling you they're going to be dynamic, but I mean, one of the main problems so far with Coach has been, he wants to, hmm, he wants to run the Rams system, but you don't have the protection that the Rams had. <laughs> At least for the first couple of years, you got you got to protect. If you don't protect, then none of it means anything, right? I mean, that's just the truth. You know, I I I don't like it personally, but at the same time, I'm not the one making a pick, and I'm glad it's not my organization because if the, it, it, you know, I man, you can't. You got to protect this guy at some point, and, you, and to do that, you have to heavily invest. You have to heavily invest, and that means when you're bad early on, and your season ended because Joe Burrow took a hit because they couldn't protect him. And what do you do in the first draft right after? Let's take a wide receiver. Man, if I could push my buzzer sound, are you kidding me? Are you freaking kidding me? Like I said, if this kid gets hurt again, I mean, who are you going to blame? Like, pretty ridiculous, if you ask me. Pretty ridiculous. Um, oops. The Dolphins, uh, they take Jalen Waddle. Um, this guy, obviously, won the Heisman. Was, was I mean one of the best players in college football. Um, I do have question marks, as I do with all prospects, guys. I, I just, my whole thing is I think a lot of people say, oh, you complain about everything. No, I'm realistic. The majority of these picks are not going to work out. That's just that's just how it is, right? You may be happy that your, guy, your, that your team took a guy, but that doesn't mean that guy's going to work out. And the opposite is also true. You may be, you may be upset that your guy didn't, yet your team didn't take a certain guy, and he may wind up being a Hall of Famer, right? You know, as fans, I think it's better to have a balanced approach. But what am I talking about? That that's that doesn't exist nowadays, especially now with social media. There's no balance. Uh, Detroit takes Panesua. I love it, and I'll tell you why I love it. I don't think that they thought he was going to be there. I really don't. I think they looked at their board and said, well, we're probably either going pass rusher, corner, or wide receiver. 
And now you get a chance to get a guy who can protect Jared Goff. This year, gave up one sack and over 1,500 snaps. That, that's a little bit of an overrated statistic. Um, because in 1,500 snaps, you're not always passing, right? So, I mean, come on now. <laughs> these, these analysts put this stuff on tape, and they're like, oh, the guy, he's so dominant, he's so great. Now, he only gave up one sack. That's not overrated. That's an excellent statistic, you know? No matter how many snaps that you had, that's good. That's really good. So, um, I love it. I love this pick. Carolina takes J.C. Horn. Carolina... Carolina needs to be really careful because some of it is, okay, we got this guy. He's in our own backyard. Um, you know, that that's part of what their thinking is there in terms of being able to take him over, say, Patrick Sertain. I like Sertain more. Um, J.C. Horn, to me, was a little bit on the lesser end. Um, I, I, I would even maybe go so far as to say it was a reach, but at the same time, listen, a team... As a need, they had a need at corner. You know, like, oh, why didn't we take a quarterback? You have Sam Darnold. You don't trade for Sam Darnold and then take a quarterback behind him. All right, the guy's still young. All right, he still has plenty of, of, of ways he can develop. All right, so, yeah, I that, that would have been a, a foolish move on their part. So, I like that pick. Um, I, I would have preferred certain but don't worry the broncos the next pick remedy that they're oh you know what he's on the board yeah we got him ladies and gentlemen we got him <laughs> that's what they said you know um but here's a guy who's really physical obviously has the genes his dad was one of my favorite players especially on the defensive end to watch certain and madison man i'm talking about what an elite cornerback duo uh, reminded me of Hanford Dixon and Frank Minifield uh, from Cleveland way back in the day. Anybody who doesn't know who that is, do your research. <laughs> like, please do your research. Uh, an elite cornerback tandem. That that's all I'll say. Um, but yeah, th this is this is a good pick for them. This is a, this is a really good pick. Uh, then Dallas trades with Philadelphia. A no-no. <laughs> An absolute no-no. They trade with Philadelphia and get Devontae Smith, which, guys, I'm going to tell you something. <laughs> I, I'm not trading with a division rival in the draft, in, in major free agent. I, there, there's no way I'm helping them get one over on me. They, they tried to jump the Bears, I guess, because they thought the Bears would wind up taking them. And that's fine. The Bears were happy to... or I'm sorry, they jumped the Giants. I'm sorry. Yeah, because the Giants wound up trading with the Bears. Um, but what you've seen in this draft so far is people taking quarterbacks or people taking wide receivers, reuniting them with their old college teammates, right? That chemistry, that natural chemistry that they have. Um, I don't know why more teams haven't done it, to be honest with you. It, it just makes perfect sense. You know, that's why I didn't knock the Travis Etienne pick later on for for uh, for, for Clemson. Um, the Bears wind up trading with the Giants the next pick and picking up Justin Fields. Um, you know, at the end of the day, they, there's rumors that the Broncos are trying to trade for Aaron Rodgers, and that's why they didn't go quarterback. Interesting. Um Here's what I will say 
about that. Um, yeah, so so Fields fell because of that report about epilepsy. Um, basically, he did tell teams about it during pre-draft interviews. He hasn't really suffered from it a lot. Um, I think that what teams... I here here th- this is the thing okay I'm not going to sit here and say that teams are racist okay although some of them are that's just the reality of the world we live in companies are racist teams are racist there are some uh cops out there who are like that but not all not all and that's the most important thing but I will say that this is a African American player and Let's say Trevor Lawrence had this same diagnosis. Do you guys really think the Jaguars wouldn't have taken him number one overall? That he would have slid past the Jets, right? That he would have slid past two teams who needed a quarterback in the uh, in the Broncos and the 49ers? I mean, I no, he wouldn't have. Point blank. <laughs> he wouldn't have had that. And... This is a case of, well, you know, he's, we're going to look at him differently. We're going to look at him differently. I mean, he's got it under control. It's not like there's four or five reports out there about the guy, oh, it's been serious, and he's he's had several seizures. No, I mean, from all accounts and reports, he's managed it really well so far throughout his career. Now, does that mean it, could flare, it can't flare up in the NFL? Of course. Of course it can. There's no question about that. I'm not, I'm not debating that, and I'm not telling you that's not a factor, but... I can only go off what you've shown me. That's what I do when I look at your tape. I look at your tape and I say, okay, here's a guy who can do this, can do that. He can't do this and do that. This is what he needs to work on. So when it comes to this, it's something personal, but at the same time, he's managed it great throughout his entire life so far. Why not give him the benefit of the doubt? Why not? I mean, the Bears had to be just thrilled the fact that this guy's still on the board. You know, and so I, you know, good for them. Good for for going up, finally getting a quarterback because they they missed and whiffed on so many guys. Um, so it's a great pick for for the Bears. But for the rest of the NFL, I mean, come on, man. You know, come on. Like this, this makes makes zero sense. Zero sense. Um, I'm happy for Justin Fields, though. I, I, I. Chances are he's going to start. I mean, uh, he, he, he's probably, I'm not going to say he's better than Andy Dalton, but I think he's got a chance to beat him out. Okay. He's got a chance to beat out Andy Dalton. Um, now in terms of the, his athleticism gives them an ability they don't have. Um, and you know, that's, that's something that, that, that really can come into play in a big way um especially more so because uh you have a a a head coach who he just finished working with uh Trubisky uh Matt Nagy and similar traits although Justin Fields has better traits you know they, they have similar traits in that they're both mobile uh, Justin feels it's a better arm uh, but we'll see I mean hey that's what 
quarterback competitions are for. I mean, you, you, you get to let it all play out. The Cowboys take Micah Parsons, um, a linebacker. Now they're, you know, Jalen Smith, Leighton Vander Esch. You know, they, they, Sean Lee just retired. Um, cornerback and edge rusher were bigger needs for them. I don't, I don't quite, I don't quite understand this one I, because I, that Dallas is, they, they do some strange things over in Cowboy Land. <laughs> like, you give you give you give a guy the most money in football, despite the fact that he's coming off what some might consider to be a career-ending injury. It's not, but it's an injury that's not like a normal ACL tear, right? And so you don't know how he's going to recover from that. Even though he may be doing well, all this stuff that doesn't mean that he's going to come back and be the same player that he once was. Even though he's young, not only that, he hasn't proved that he helps you win ball games. Right. So you give him an extension, you load up on playmakers on the offensive side of the ball, your offensive line is starting to lose its juice. Why not invest there? Why not invest in a bigger need defense uh, uh, covering and an edge rusher where you already have two good linebackers? Aren't you going to be a nickel most of the time? Right. Then why the heck would you draft a linebacker who, yes, he's excellent at coverage. He's excellent at blitzing, but I don't understand how that would help you unless you say we're going to play him as a blitzer a lot of the time, you know, spot him in coverage. I don't I don't know what their plan is. I don't I don't quite understand it. There's other guys who were there on the board, especially at pass rush. I can understand you saying, OK, Horn, Sertain weren't there. OK, we're going to we're going to uh, we're going to go pass rusher. They passed up on a lot of guys. I don't understand. I don't I don't know, man. I Hey, you know what? There's a reason that they won a division once in the last four years. All right, that's all I'm gonna say. The Chargers take Rashawn Slater W for them. Got to protect Herbert. Again, you have to put that investment in. It, it's it can be really hard to take an offensive tackle because it's not a sexy position. But what have we seen in the NFL, especially the last three four years? Whose big people are better? Right. At some point, you're gonna have to make a high investment in that. And free agency, most of the time, is not gonna give you that opportunity. Uh, the Jets, again, Alicia Vera Tucker, excellent, excellent pick. You know, this is what I talk about. They took the quarterback, right? I gave them the criticism. They come back, they get an offensive tackle. Now, if they were smart, they would have kept Sam Darnold and got two offensive tackles or two offensive linemen. That would have been really smart. But, hey, you know what? They're going to make that decision. I'm not mad at them. We're going to see how it plays out. Patriots wind up taking Mac Jones just sitting there. Um, listen, this is the thing. I'm going to go on record right now and say that I think Mac Jones is going to be at the very least an above average starter in the NFL. All right. You guys can come back and cream me for it, you know, two, three, four years from now. I have zero problem with that. But I root for guys who have a ton of hate against them. And this guy, I've never seen a fan base revolt so fast than the 49ers against this guy. I've never seen anything like it. I, I can't, I, here's a guy who played better than Tua, and a lot of these people love Tua. 
Like, like, look at the systems last year. What Tua ran and what Mac Jones ran. It's not like his receivers were guys who weren't there. They were there. But what did Mac Jones do better than Tua? Well, a lot of stuff. For instance, better pocket presence, right? Better ability to throw the ball down the field. Better accuracy, right? Dude, he's a better quarterback than Tua. I know I know Dolphins fans, and I know most people who like Tua don't want to hear that. But did you see the way Tua played last year? Averaging less than six yards per attempt. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm I'm putting that out there. Like Mac Jones, in my opinion, at least an above average starter. Might be even a good starter. Might be a great starter. I think he kind of has going to Belichick. I think it's a win getting to learn behind Cam. Cam's a pro. I think that's a W, right? You know, I look. I like to pick for them. I really do. Um, I'm not telling you he's gonna be a superstar, but I do think that people really rag this pick like. He's one of the worst quarterbacks to ever come up. It amazes me how people on social media think. Now, here's a guy who put up 5,000 yards, had a touchdown of interception ratio of almost, what, 7 to 1? In the best conference probably in America, the best school in America who doesn't produce good quarterbacks, right? Tua, literally, all he did for the most part, especially his last two years, was put up garbage time numbers. Every time he faced league competition, he got blown out. Every time he faced league competition, he had multiple turnovers. Small stature, right? So he's only six feet tall, right? Arm strength nowhere near where Mac Jones is, right? <clears throat> and yet, he's praised by the media. Oh, he's just so great. Oh, also injury prone. Yeah. Oh, he's just so great. He's going to have a great future in the NFL. This guy comes in better, taller, bigger right? Better instincts. Yeah, he had receivers. What quarterback in college didn't have receivers around him? Anybody remember uh, um, um, Trevor Lawrence? Did Trevor Lawrence have weapons? Did Justin Field have weapons? How else are they going to get on these highlight tapes? Did um, uh, Deshaun Watson, did he have weapons? I mean, guys, that's a normal thing. That's a normal thing to have weapons. And that's why I don't understand the slander of the guy. Now, I will tell you this, again, when we talk about the double standard, right? Mac Jones literally had several DUIs. You didn't see him? Well, he dropped, but he didn't drop because of those. That's that's what I'm saying. If that guy was African-American and he had several DUIs, oh, bro, you better believe he would have dropped in the first round, very least. All right? But that's that's not what this pod is about. I'm just pointing out the double standard. That's all. I think Mac Jones is going to be good. I really do. And I'm going to come back. I'm going to revisit this, and, and, and we're going to find out. We're going to see. But at the end of the day, man, Niner fans just slandered the guy like he did something personal to their families. <laughs> I mean, that's how people were talking about it. They were talking about him like it was going to be the worst pick since slice break, like you were taking a seventh-round pick. And I, you know what? You better hope he has a better career than Trey Lance, right? I mean, or he doesn't have a better career than Trey Lance. I don't think it would have been a bad selection. I don't. But at the end of the day, I think Shanahan wanted more mobility, if that's possible. You know, and so I don't I don't knock who we took. Like I told I thought it would be Lance, but, you know, I don't think Mac Jones would have been a loss. 
That's how fans were portraying it. Like it was going to be a L. I mean, a, a huge L. Like, no. The production he put up, what he was able to do, did he have some underthrown? Yeah. No, no throw is perfect in the NFL all the time. You know, I mean, I, I've seen plenty of quarterbacks underthrow Paul balls, right? But anyway, let's get back to it. Um, the Cardinals take Zavin Collins from Tulsa. Um, I think what what they're looking at is who do we have in our division that we have to cover, right? We got to cover Kittle, right? We got to cover uh, um, Moster, right? We got to cover when you go to the Rams. We got to cover um, Tyler Higby, right? Um, and then you go to Seattle. Um, they got to cover Chris Carson coming out of the backfield, right? I mean, there's some guys, but I, I, to my, in my opinion, this was a little bit of a reach. I mean, I, I, you know, I, <laughs> the Cardinals are another franchise that does some strange things, man. They do some strange thing. <laughs> like, whew. Anyway, uh, the Raiders take uh, Alex Leatherwood. And I, I thought they had bigger needs on defense. Um, I don't think I'm ever going to... Like, if you take... If you have a need, a defensive line, and you take an offensive lineman, I'm not going to knock you too much because big people win in the NFL. Okay. So though I don't necessarily like the pick because you play Mahomes twice a year, like that should be your primary focus all the time. How do we beat Mahomes? This guy, I'm not going to tell you he doesn't help you do that, but you need to, you have to be able to build a team that can get after Mahomes, not a team that not, okay, we're going to take this safety we're going to take this corner. Listen, the reality is that corner, you're not going to have him trail Tyree Kill all over the lot every single game, which means you need pass rushers. You need to be building a, a unit like the Giants had when they toppled Tom Brady in the undefeated season. Pass rusher after pass rusher after pass rusher, rotation after rotation after rotation. If you want to beat Mahomes, if you want to get past Mahomes, that's how you got to do it. The last two years showed us if you have a defensive line, you can beat him. So uh, another, I don't know what the Raiders are doing. I, I have no idea. Like I said, you took a big guy. I'm not going to knock you. But at the same time, there were there were better guys on the board. And the Dolphins, the next pick, took a guy. Jalen Phillips. You know, you could have taken Quiddy Pay, but I'm not going to knock you. Either one, I'm good with. He reminds me of Chandler Jones, right? So to me, you... You're in a you're in a division with Josh Allen, right? Cam Newton, right? Now Zach Wilson. So you you got three mobile guys. This is how you build. <laughs> you have to build to beat your division first, and then you build outside of that. Old school thinking, but that that's that's how it goes. Um. Washington football team took Jamin Davis. It's an interesting piece. Um, he's, he's a little bit of a hybrid linebacker, can do a little bit of everything. Um, but it, it's a good piece on that front seven. I, I Look, I also will never knock you for making a strength a strength, right? There's a difference between picking for need 
and making a strength to strength. It's like last year, Niners took Kinlaw because they wound up letting um, DeForest Buckner go. They traded him, right? So I like it. I like it because their defense is already pretty nasty. Um, this is another versatile chess piece that Ron Rivera can use on that defense. Um, you're in a division with 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 Dak, with um, Jalen Hurts, another mobile QB. Um, who who am I forgetting? Dallas, Washington, no, Dallas, Philadelphia, the Giants. Yeah. Uh, um, what was that kid's name, man? Um, uh, it's on the tip of my tongue. I can't think of his name. Uh, Jones. <laughs> three, mo three mobile quarterbacks, basically. So, yeah, I, I, I like it. You know, you, you got to be able to blitz these guys and, and get after them. Uh, the Giants who traded back from the Bears, as we talked about. Kadarius Toney. I actually like Kadarius Toney. Um, they could have taken an offensive tackle. Uh, or they could have took a wide receiver, but, you know, they, they take a guy who he should be able to, to, to stretch the field a little bit for them, can play the slot. Like, I like this for Daniel Jones. This is a good pick for him. You know, he's now he's kind of got no excuses, right? Got a, got a line, got a good defense, right? Uh, now he's got no excuses. You know, he, he can't fail now, you know? Uh, they put a lot of help around him. And Indianapolis takes Quiddy Pay. I mean, he's a he's an Indianapolis Colts kind of player. I mean, they, they just keep getting these gems, 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 gems. Excellent pick. Probably a lot of people said he was the best 4-3 um, guy. So, you know, I like this pick. I really do. I, I like this for them. You put him next up to 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 <laughs> You put him next to Buckner, and, you know, th this is, it kind of amazes me, if I'm being honest, that teams don't kind of load up on that side of the ball more, where the number one threat to a quarterback in terms of pressure is up the middle, right? I mean, you saw it every time Brady loses, I guarantee you, if you look at that game, for the most part, he gets pressure up the middle, right? When the Giants beat him, that was how they did it. The Eagles, yeah, the last play was a strip sack. He had a, a phenomenal game. But to truly beat or have a chance against any QB, especially mobile ones, I'd probably say. You know, pocket ones maybe more so, I'd probably say. Let me, let me retract that statement. Po because they can't move as well, right? But if you can get pressure up the middle consistently... Right, because that's right in their face. Right in their face, they can't step up to avoid the rush. Like that is a the number one threat to any QB. And now you got two guys on that line who have a chance to consistently do that. Excellent pick from Indianapolis, and we we say that a lot. Like these guys, they understand how to draft. And now you've got Carson Wentz there. Uh, they're gonna make a run. They're, they're going to make a serious run. And another reason I like it, eventually you're going to run into Mahomes. Pressure up the middle, right? 
So, so I love it. I, I absolutely love it. You know, in their division, they got Tannehill. Um, they've got uh, uh, Deshaun Watson for now. Yeah, I assume that he 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 may or may not be traded, but um, but yeah, I I like this pick. I like this pick a lot. Caleb Farley goes to the Titans. The Titans are another team that does strange things. I I don't I don't quite understand why. They keep taking all these corners. But at some point, aren't you gonna drop the pass rusher in the first round? Like Titans, seriously. Like like you seriously get like I, I don't understand quite what they're doing. Like, don't get me wrong, I like Caleb Farley. I think it's a, a good pick, but they need an edge rusher in the worst way. Um, the Vikings, once again, an excellent pick. Christian Derisaw from Virginia Tech, same school, right, as Caleb Farley. Um, I like it. Another home run pick, just like Justin Jefferson last year. Um, the Vikings are another team that they, they seem to get their, their draft picks right. Najee Harris for, for the Steelers. I know a lot of people, oh, there's no first-round running back. I love this pick, and the reason I love this pick is because when you have a quarterback like Big Ben, who he's he's late thirties, right? His mobility is not what it used to be. Is this guy drunk or something? I don't know what this dude is doing, man. This dude, it's on this freaking sweeper. I don't, I don't, I don't know what he's doing. He's driving around like he's drunk, like doing circles and stuff. There's cars here. What are you doing, dude? Like if you hit my car, it's a wrap. Anyway, um, the reason I like this pick is because the Steelers, for the most part, when they win now, it's pretty much probably going to be because of Big Ben. Well, now you got a guy who can be a true workhorse. Now they do still have to, uh, patch up their offensive line. Um, but with Big Ben coming back, you get a guy who, has excellent pass receiving skills, right? He could tote the rock very well. I like it. I, I don't usually say it's great to take a running back in the first round, but this I like. I, I, I like it for them. This is a good pick for them. Um, we talked about Travis Etienne. Um, he's a home run guy, but, you know, I, I it's, it's one of those things. Chemistry, right? That's one reason you take him, and he's a home run guy. So it never hurts to have more offensive threats and, and I give teams who are rebuilding passes because they need everything. All right. I know last year that James Robinson played very well last year. He did. He does not have the big playability of Travis Etienne. <laughs> That's just the truth. That's just the truth. So, you know, I, I like this pick. The Browns take Greg Newsom from Northwestern. I like it. Um Another guy that you need to, to cover with Denzel Ward. I, I like this. This is a good pick for them. Um, again, a team who seems to have fixed some of their woes from drafting. Um, stuck to their board. Wasn't a need, but you take the best player available. I, I like this. I mean, you're in a division that has Lamar Jackson, um, Joe Burrow, and, and Big Ben. 
and somebody's got to cover them. They have a good pass rush, right? So, yeah, I, I like this. Rashad Bateman, uh, the Ravens, uh, I like this pick for Lamar. Um, I, I, I just, the double standard with the media is always when Lamar loses, he needs more weapons, but when he wins, he's the greatest thing since sliced bread, right? Um, and their offense is so dynamic and blah, blah, blah. You know, I'm glad that they got him somebody. Um, he's a big body guy, possession guy. Um, you could throw it up to him. He'll go get it. Very underrated, honestly. If you watched his tape, like, he's probably one of the top three receivers in this draft when you talk about complete production. There's other guys who had more flash plays. There's other guys who had a lot of big plays. But it's not like he was playing in a pass-first system, and he still put up numbers. So I like this. This is this is good. The Saints take uh, Peyton Turner. Um, this is really just a fit for Dennis Allen's 4-3 defense. Um, the Saints have needs all over the board, and their cap space, I think they said they have – less than 1 million in cap space so they got to do some maneuvering but um we'll see we'll see uh, but uh, hey you like a guy you take him again this is a team that they're likely rebuilding i mean when you have as many needs as they have in no cap space yeah you're rebuilding the packers <laughs> Let's talk about the Packers for a second, okay? Now, here's a team who Aaron Rodgers, as we all heard yesterday, there's reports that he doesn't want to come back. It wouldn't surprise me because Aaron Rodgers had been saying some things leading up to this. Um, they take a corner. And I just, you you can sit here and talk all day long about how committed you are to this guy but first round after first round after first round after first round, unless they're drafting an offensive lineman, they're not giving this guy any help. Now, are the Packers good at developing receivers? Yeah, but they're not great at it anymore. You know, you got Jordy Nelson. You got Donald Duke in the driver. These are a couple of the steals. But these last couple of years, you've had chances to take some guys and you haven't. You know, and I mean, in fact, you know, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. The Packers deserve to get a couple of these. You know, you just can't keep, you know, we're committed to Aaron Rodgers. We we really, we want him to succeed. We're trying to work out a contract extension. And then the first round comes, and this is the Packers when they get to the board in terms of selecting offensive players. <laughs> Unless it's last year when they took Jordan Love, his successor. Right? Yeah, that makes sense. I, yeah, he, he's, I don't know if he's gone. Or not, but I mean, either way, this might be his last season there. The Bills take Gregory Russell a, a need again, guys. Look, Buffalo looks at the AFC Championship game the same way I do. Josh Allen might have had the yips, but they could not pressure Mahomes for nothing. Like they could, I mean, they were their their defensive linemen. It was almost like they were stuck in mud the whole game. Okay, so you let's say the scenario presents itself again: AFC Championship this year, Bills, uh, Chiefs. 
now you have another piece that can possibly get after him, right? So, yeah, I, I love this pick for the Bills. You've got to get after these quarterbacks, man. you got to. You have one on your team. Baltimore took uh, Jason Owa. Um, I like the pick. Um, he's a, he's a, he's a real freak. Um, I, I still don't agree that you, you, you draft, see, see, this is the thing. I'm not helping the chiefs do anything and I'm not helping the chiefs do anything if I'm in the NFC. So in the AFC, I don't know why you would help a team that you know, you have to get past. There's no way I would have done it. You could have traded Orlando Brown to a whole bunch of other teams. A whole bunch of other teams would love to take a flyer on a 24-year-old, potentially elite pat, uh, 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 blindside protector. Like, you mean to tell me the Chiefs were the only one that wanted him? Or the Chiefs were the only one that were going to offer you a first-round pick, which really isn't a first-round pick because it was at 31 or 32. Like, Baltimore. You might have made the right pick in these first two selections, but that's definitely a big fat L. There's no way. And then the worst part is, you took a pass rusher. Look, think about it. If let's say let's say let's say I drafted, let's say I traded uh I traded a corner. Then I draft a receiver that's got to go against that corner. I mean, you pretty much had to, right? Yeah, that makes no sense. I I don't, you know, good good pick, but they shouldn't they shouldn't be helping the Chiefs in any way shape or form. I'm not giving the Chiefs a 7th round pick cuz I don't know what that's going to turn into. And then it bites me later on. And then the Bucks took Joe Tryon. Um, I like it. Um, here's a team that didn't really have many needs either. Um, but here's an edge rusher. Again, guys, as long as you're trying to build a team that can get after these quarterbacks, that's what you got to do, whether it's inside or outside. Now, they could have gotten death behind Sue and Vita. But they went ahead and went the edge rusher route. Fine. Because to me, guys, look, look. The reality is there's always going to be a better opportunity or there's going to be more edge rushers than there is uh, corners. So your draft philosophy, you take an elite corner if he's there. But if not, keep sucking up on pass rushers. You know, you saw what they did in the Super Bowl. So, yeah, uh, another another good pick from a team that uh, everybody's kind of trying to look it up to beat. Now I'm going to go into why Trey Lance, I like the pick. Um, I thought this what the pick would be. But to me, what I see on Twitter, it, I just... <laughs> people don't... I, I don't think people think when they tweet. I think they just, I think that's what Twitter is. And it probably took me a little too long to figure it out. But Twitter is an emotional app. People say what they feel literally with no regard for what logic tells them. Or what logic may tell them if they decide to use it. And just as a for instance, everybody thought, everybody convinced themselves into thinking that Justin Fields was going to be the pick. Now, you guys remember, I did my pod before, and I told you, I think Lance is the pick. 
Now, why did I say that? Do I have some insider information? No, I told you why I said that. I said that because this entire offseason, all Kyle Shanahan has been saying is Jimmy will be our starter in 2021. Now, one reason the speculation got heightened is because of what Kyle said in his in his latest presser before the draft that I can't guarantee Jimmy's going to be on the roster Sunday. By the way, Kyle, you get a big fat L for that. Okay. He even said during the draft, I botched that. I shouldn't have said that. So, uh, all right, Kyle, because this is what contributes to when people don't use their brain on social media. All right. They took those comments so literally. You had people saying, he hates Jimmy. He He's going to get rid of him. He's going to trade him on draft day. Oh, I, I, I can't stand. Listen, by, by now, you would think that 49ers Twitter figured out Kyle Shanahan does not do things by emotion. Kyle Shanahan is a practical, pragmatic, thinking type of man. This is what he's shown us in the four years or five years that he's been here. Okay, last year he takes Brandon Ayuk. Oh, I can't believe we should have took CD Lamb. We should have took uh, one of the Henry Ruggs. Oh, I can't believe it. Okay, because he understood. I'm looking at my system. I'm looking at all the receivers in this draft. And by now, you would think people would realize. Okay, if the media thinks we're taking Mac Jones or Justin Fields, we're not taking either one of them. <laughs> all right, like that. The entire context made no sense. Justin Fields is more ready to play than Trey Lance is. Therefore, I knew he would not be the pick. Because he kept saying, Jimmy's going to be our starter. Jimmy's going to be our starter. I don't see a scenario where Jimmy's not with our team. Then you had this fake report come out from a guy who, I saved his tweet. I can't remember who it was. He's got a blue check mark next to his name, though. He's one of these guys who who does reports talking about some... uh, uh, the Patriots are working on a contract extension for Jimmy Garoppolo, and they're going to trade for him. Are you kidding me? Like, I literally went on that and was like, not going to happen. And guys, I can only be so confident because I use logic. I don't use emotion. It's not about what I feel. It's about what has Kyle Shanahan shown me in four years for me to think this is going to be what he does. Remember, I predicted he would take uh, Ken Law way before anybody else did. Way before on the pod. Uh, I predicted that because you had just traded DeForest Buckner. That's a giant hole. Why wouldn't you take the best interior defensive lineman if you had a chance to? Why wouldn't you? It's a need, clearly. Everybody's like, no, let's take CD Lamb. Let's take. No. That's emotional. You want offense. That's emotional, right? It's the same thing with Jimmy Garoppolo, right? Now everybody, oh, he's gonna now. Now what everybody's saying is Trey Lance is gonna beat him out a week, and he's gonna be the starter of that. <laughs> Bro, are you kidding me? Okay, okay. Let, let's 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 break it down. Okay, let's 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 say there's a quarterback competition in camp. There really won't be. The media will hype it up. They'll say, oh, Jimmy drew through three interceptions and Trey threw three touchdown passes. There's a quarterback controversy. But then on Twitter, everybody's like, oh, I told you. He's got, like, last night. <laughs> I'm sorry. I hope Getty is listening to this because I'm calling you out. He literally told me this exact thing. Jimmy's going to get beat in camp because he's not that good. Now, guys.
I didn't actually mean to do that, but let me, let me paint the scenario for you. Okay. If you say, well, how do I know Trey Lance isn't going to start? Okay. Let's look at Trey Lance, shall we? He comes from division, what, three? Okay. The last time Trey Lance played was in 2019 because of COVID. They didn't have a season. So he played one game this year. Didn't look very good in that game, by the way. Didn't look good at all. <clears throat> but that has no bearing. He could have threw five touchdown passes and completed 100% of his passes. It's one game. Okay. So lower competition. Then if you look at Trey Lance's tape, one of the things that he has got to be more consistent at, it reminds me a lot of Mahomes, actually, his footwork sometimes makes him miss throws that are easy throws. What he has a tendency to do is he turns his head before he turns his body. And so he'll throw off kilter like his feet will be pointed left. He'll be looking straight and he'll throw it. And what it does is it mess up, messes up his mechanics and his timing. And, he, and that, that pass will be incomplete. It'll be overthrown. That's one of the major things he has to work on. Also, let's keep something in mind. No matter what anybody thinks of Jimmy G, he is a viable NFL starter at the very least. So he's been in this system for four years. Do you really think that a prospect coming from he, 20 years old, very smart, very smart. They say, in fact, Kyle Shanahan said he's the smartest in the draft. He ain't smarter than Jimmy G. Why? Because Jimmy G's been here for four years. You can't just discount that experience and say, well, that doesn't mean anything. He has more talent, so he's going to start. 49ers Twitter, for that, you get... Like, there's so much Trey Lance has to overcome. And, as I mentioned, he hasn't played in a year. So, what does Trey Lance have to learn how to do? Get re-hit again. Yeah. Quarterback is not that kind of position where you can just sit off the map for a while, come back and say, okay, I'm ready to play NFL football. 49ers Twitter. It's not that simple. It's not that simple. I will bet my paychecks on Trey Lance is not going to beat out Jimmy Garoppolo for the starting job. Now, he may win the starting job because Jimmy G gets hurt, but he's not beating Trey Lance. I'm sorry, Trey Lance is not beating him in a starting quarterback competition. There's no way on God's green earth that's happening. What do you think Jimmy Garoppolo has been doing this entire offseason? What do you think he's been doing? Do you think that he's been partying up with models? Have we heard anything about Jimmy G in the news? No. We've heard from Kyle Shanahan. He's been in the building. He's been working. He's been studying that playbook. He's been putting on more muscle mass. Okay? For the preparation that he's going to ball out this year. Because he is. He is going to ball out this year. This year, in my opinion, is going to be a culmination. If he makes it through preseason, it's going to be a culmination of all four years coming together. you got the best offensive weapons you had in a while. You're going to have the best offensive line you've had in a while. And you're going to be able to flourish based on all that production. And I believe he's going to have his best season to date. Putting... See... What fans don't realize a lot of times is coaches don't think with emotion. All right. My last point about why Trey Lance won't start this year. When Kyle Shanahan traded up to number three, everybody thought it was in an effort to replace Jimmy Garoppolo. Now, let me ask you guys a question. 
what asset has more value the more time goes on? And I'm talking about continuously. Continuously. There isn't one. There isn't one. Not one on God's green earth continues to add value as it gets older. So Jimmy G's value was higher earlier in the season than it was at the draft. So don't you think in all the times that we were linked to Stafford and Rodgers and, and Watson, don't you think that he would have traded him by then? Or no, that's too much logic. He was never going to trade Jimmy G. And I told you guys that <laughs> several times, actually. But listen, this podcast, I might rename it Facts Over Feelings. That's what I might do. Because it just feels like people just, they just think on a whim and say these things and they're not thinking. No Division II prospect is going to come in in his first year and beat out an NFL starter. Now, he might beat out another small school guy. or Joe Flacco didn't have to have competition. They gave him the starting reins day one. Right? And uh, what's his name? Wentz was the same way. But a competent, he's not beating out Jimmy G. I know you guys hate him. I know you guys want him replaced, which is evidenced by your tweets for the past four or five months. But I'm sorry. You're going to have to deal with the fact that this is going to be our starting quarterback in 2021. And when he wins it all, when he shows the doubters, when he shows the haters who he really is, who he's always been, he just got hurt. Oh, man, I'm going to be putting people on blast on this podcast. Trey Lance is not beating out Jimmy G. I just showed you logically why that's not the case. Okay? Because think about it. Think about it like this. And then I'm going to get off here because I got to go into work. If Kyle Shanahan wanted to replace Jimmy G, let's say he said, you know what? I don't want to trade him, but I want to keep both of them. Don't you think he would have drafted Justin Fields or Mac Jones? They're more pro-ready than Trey Lance is. Small school, hasn't played in a year, has to learn how to get re-hit, has bad footwork, not bad footwork, has inconsistent footwork and mechanics. Yeah, he's got a lot of talent, but he's still from a small school. Kyle said it is presser. Yeah, I want them to compete, but the plan is to sit, 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 sit Lance and let him learn. Shanahan, you and Twitter both. All right. This is what this is why I said the pick was going to be Trey Lance. Because if your plan all along was to start Jimmy G, there was only one QB who was going to allow you to to fully do that. Now, with that said, do I think that Fields would have beaten Jimmy G or or Mac Jones would? No, no, no. You're talking about a guy who helped take us to the Super Bowl. His numbers that year, he was top five in almost every statistical category. <laughs> so no. They were never going to beat him out. And Jimmy G is going to show that his skills haven't diminished. They've only gotten better. It's going to be a lot of disappointed 49er fans this year. They're just going to be waiting on them to fail. And I'm going to be right here for every moment of it. Appreciate you guys listening. Be sure to like, comment, subscribe. And I will catch you next time.